Welcome to Where Healing Happens, the podcast. I'm your host, Amy. I invite you to share my personal journey through trauma, grief, and finding my way to healing. Where Healing Happens allows me to uplift myself and others along the way by sharing their voices and stories. Basically, if it's something you have to heal from, we're going to talk about it. From things like birth, death, childhood trauma, mental health, generational trauma, domestic violence, and so much more. This podcast is honest, real, and best of all, unfiltered. So let's dive in and start healing. The baby is napping. The kids are entertaining themselves. And I am sitting cross-legged at the computer looking at the homework my therapist gave me almost two weeks ago that I have to discuss with her on Friday. So I thought I would do something different because thinking out loud sometimes is the best for me. So I was given some journal prompts, journal questions, and I will write about them as well, but I thought maybe maybe I would share a little bit of that here and share it with all of you because maybe somebody else will relate. So in our first meeting, our first discussion, my therapist and I, we, maybe not we, maybe I, came to the conclusion that I am the caretaker. I hold myself responsible for other people and I am with the help and guidance of my lovely therapist. I am now going to look at why, why I feel responsible, why I'm in that caretaker role. I shared in another podcast episode and with my therapist in that first appointment that I felt a sense of responsibility for taking care of my mom. I felt a sense of responsibility when she died. Um, When she killed herself, I felt responsible for not having kept her alive, for not having kept her safe. Uh, When I was a kid, I promised my grandmother, so her mom, that I would take care of my mom. And obviously at the time, I did not realize what that meant or how that promise would impact me and my life and the decisions I make and the person they shaped me to be that decision. I find myself regularly being the caretaker of those around me and it's not just my kids obviously I'm their caretaker and that is normal but with others an extended family so the first relationship that I was asked about was my sister how does my caretaking responsibility affect the relationship with my sister That relationship, the relationship that I have with my sister, 
has gone through a lot of transformation, especially in the last five years. We have really grown. I think more... I think we've grown to respect each other more in the last five years as we have both become moms or we've both been moms during that time. To put it into perspective, I am six years older than my sister and having grown up with a mom that suffered from mental illnesses, I took on the role and the responsibility of taking care of her from a very young age. And that for me has never really changed. I've never not felt like I needed to take care of her. And in her early 20s, there was a lot of pushback from her. You know, as she came into adulthood and motherhood, we have very different styles of parenting. We're very, very different people. But I think the fact that I had been that mother figure for her, at least in my eyes, I had a different outlook on what our relationship should be or what our relationship was. And because of that, we have not always had a good relationship. We have definitely had our ups and downs. Uh, Right now we are in uh, probably the best place we have ever been. We are both collectively working through our own personal traumas as well as family and generational trauma. So individually and together, you know, we talk multiple times a day. We talk about all the hard stuff. We involve our husbands in those conversations. We are getting to a a good place, if not already being at a good place. But I still feel responsible for her in a lot of ways. There were years that I shielded her from so many truths that I didn't, not that I didn't think she deserved to know, but that I felt she wasn't ready to handle, uh, particularly surrounding our mom's death and even our childhood. You know, I endured a lot of childhood trauma and I wanted to shield her from as much of that as possible. I had been sexually abused by a friend of my mom when I was 15 and I didn't really talk about it. I still haven't really talked about it in great detail. Um, My husband actually just found out the details of that within the last month and I don't even know if my sister knows the actual details, just that something happened. So yeah, I shielded her from a lot of different things partially for her own safety maybe but for myself as well not having to deal with it if I don't talk about it I still feel responsible for her though um 
you know, checking in daily to make sure that she's okay, making sure, you know, mentally, emotionally that she is in a good place. The days when I find that she's not, I find myself particularly anxious. She reminds me of my mom in so many ways. The good things about my mom, she has the good qualities. But there are also some of the things that scared me about my mom. The the mental illnesses, the depression, the anxiety. I hate seeing her struggle similarly to what my mom went through. And knowing that I couldn't save my mom and in the end that I didn't save her. I didn't take care of her the way I was supposed to. And always in the back of my mind feeling somewhat responsible for my mom's death. I worry about my sister going down that same path and me reliving that experience again. So that's really hard to think about it that way. And I think a lot of times I push that to the back of my mind so I don't think about it that way. I don't look at my sister as someone that I need to take care of, yet I constantly feel like I have to take care of her, but secretly without her knowing that I'm taking care of her, if that makes sense. Wow. I <laughs> I looked at this question knowing that I had to talk about it for like a week and a half and I haven't gotten here. My mind did not take me here. So that was a little eye-opening for myself. <laughs> um, how does my caretaking responsibility affect my relationships with other family members? I have an older aunt and a younger aunt. And my younger aunt, I feel like our relationship is more like sisters than it is aunt and niece. We are 16 years apart in age. Um, and she was around my, she's been around my entire life. But obviously she was, you know, quite young. She's always been the cool, hip aunt. But in some ways she is, and I will always see her as young and vulnerable and someone that needs to be taken care of. I feel that she wasn't taken care of as a child she wasn't taken care of as a woman in her marriages but she is someone that has done everything she can for her family for her kids for her sister my mom for myself and my sister she selflessly puts herself last and 
that almost killed her. Um, the December before my mom died, my aunt got diagnosed with breast cancer. And I remember talking to her a month-ish before she got diagnosed and telling her that she needed to see a doctor, that what was going on wasn't normal, not wanting to scare her, but at the same time knowing that knowing that she needed to see a doctor and have a biopsy done. <clears throat> and she didn't want to and she was scared and I remember fighting with her and getting angry and that is just the relationship that we have. Again, it's more sisterly than anything else. She is someone that I share so much with when I was 15 and decided that I, when, not even decided, when I was thinking about the possibility of having sex, she was the person that I called to talk to. She was a person who explained birth control to me. She was a person that encouraged me to talk to my mom, both about wanting to have sex and about wanting to go on birth control. So she was always kind of that middle person. But I've always felt that she needed to be taken care of. And after my mom died, the need to take care of her for me just grew. She probably took my mom's death the hardest, maybe after my sister. Um, my aunt and my sister were the two people that I was most worried about after her death. They were the two people I knew would take it the hardest. Calling my aunt and telling her that my mom had died was the most difficult phone call I have ever made. It was the phone call I dreaded most out of everyone that I called, out of all the aunts and uncles and family members. It was one of the first phone calls I made. And I think when my mom died, my attention shifted to needing to take care of my attention shifted from needing to take care of my mom to needing to take care of my aunt and my sister. That saying, where attention goes, energy flows, my attention shifted to those two people, and that's where the majority of my energy went after my mom's death. Wow, this is... This is harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> How does the caretaking responsibility affect my relationship with my husband? I was talking to a friend about this uh, the other day, 
about how I think because I feel so responsible for other people that my relationship with Kevin is more of a dependency on him um, for myself that because I'm so busy worrying and taking care of other people that I look to Kevin to take care of me. Um, He is the person I depend on constantly and probably not in the healthiest way. There's probably a lot more. There is. There is a lot more I could do for myself. But because I take so much of my own time and energy worrying about other people, I place a lot of that back on him. And that is... That is an extremely upsetting thing to realize and to acknowledge because I never want to be a burden to him or anyone else and it's not that I feel like I am a burden to him but I know that his life would probably be a lot easier if I wasn't so dependent on him Ugh. and with that I am going to <laughs> give a big thank you to Kevin for putting up with me and who I am and all of the unimaginable, unspeakable bullshit that he's gone through since I walked into his life. (laughs) Um, Kevin is such a sweet person and he's so kind and so loving and he is truly my best friend and the best husband and father I could have ever asked for for myself and my kids. And I don't think that I say it enough or I recognize him enough for it. It's something I'm working on. But I also feel bad because I don't want to say Kevin had a fairy tale life before I came into his life, but kind of, you know, I come from a very screwed up family, a very kind of dark history. I have a lot of traumas and things that I've had to work through my entire life, especially my entire adult life. From the moment Kevin met me, I came with baggage and Kevin doesn't come with any baggage so he's a very safe space for me the most traumatic thing Kevin has ever experienced in his life was my mom's suicide and I feel guilty about that a lot of the time because I remember I remember how I felt and I remember the next morning him calling his mom and telling her what happened and how emotional he was about it and 
the guilt that came with that, knowing that if he had never met me, he wouldn't be experiencing this. That sits heavy with me. It's heavy on my heart, even 10 years later. It's, It's heavy. I'm not going to touch on how this affects my relationships or my relationship with my kids because I don't think I can go there today. But, wow. <laughs> Who is responsible for caretaking me? I mean, I am responsible for caretaking myself. But a lot of that right now, you know, falls on Kevin and falls on my friends and family that are around me that I speak to. Because for me, talking is how I deal with things or writing is how I deal with things. So as much as I want to say I deal with the shit myself because I am that strong person. I am strong and I don't need anybody. I do need people and I'm slowly starting to acknowledge that I need people. But I also know that I need to start caretaking. I need to start caretaking myself. I need to take that more seriously. I need to be kinder, gentler, more compassionate with myself because I have gone through things. I've gone through a lot of things. I have gone through hard things and so many other people have gone through those things as well. So I know that I can get through more hard things. You know, as Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. We are doing hard things by me sharing my feelings, by me speaking out, by you speaking out and you sharing, whether it's on a podcast or social media post or you're journaling it or you're talking to your best friend. We're all doing hard things. I am going to work on being responsible for myself. And I think one of the biggest steps that I've taken to caretake for myself has been to find a therapist, to finally acknowledge the fact that I needed to speak to somebody or that I should speak to someone. Me coming to terms with the fact that I am now ready to talk, that is me caretaking myself so slowly day by day I am caretaking myself in different ways I'm learning to be gentle I'm learning that it's okay for me to not be okay all the time which I'm not but I like to pretend that I am I hope that my vulnerability here, my honesty, my openness and willingness to share 
will maybe inspire you or just make you feel less alone because you are not alone and neither am I even if I am learning and working on caretaking myself I'm not alone and that is a beautiful realization <laughs>